Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Welcome to the Glojo podcast, Hayden. It's so nice to have you here. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me, Leanne. I'm absolutely delighted to reconnect with you again. Yeah, likewise. You and I, I've, I feel like our paths crossed, was it like five years ago, maybe five or six or four, five, six years ago, quite a while. And I know that I had the wonderful opportunity to interview you in the past and have an amazing conversation with you. And I'm really excited to do it again today. So for everyone listening, Hayden Crawford is I'm going to let you officially share more about yourself, but to me, you're magical. You're this magical being and I always remember you for your color therapy. Color first because of this like beautiful background. I remember the first time I came across your work, I'm like, what are those beautiful, colorful jar, like little containers that he has? And then you do a lot on star seeds as well. And you've been talking about star seeds for quite some time. And I know this has become more and more popular. So I'm really excited to connect with you today. And of course, you're a coach and you have an academy, the Dreamtime Academy, and all of those wonderful things. But for everyone listening and tuning in today, I'd love for you to introduce introduce yourself and share whatever you want to share about your story and how you ended up doing what you do. Well, they're very loaded questions, Leanne. So I, you know, I guess I know. <laughs> it's my default really that I ended up doing what I'm doing after having a, my own personal midlife awakening. And it, it happened actually, I've been working in corporate IT recruitment for around about 15 years across England and Australia. And I was just starting to get really depressed and angry actually and I couldn't understand what was going on with me because I was at the top of my game you know I was really doing well and it was back then it was all about the money as as we all kind of fall into that rut and um, I got stuck in it because I was kind of like almost like a victim of my own success and so this process of awakening took place and it was actually it was almost like a recalling back to what I used to love doing when I was in my teens so yeah. when I sort of went inwards and I asked what I should be doing, if I knew I couldn't fail, it was working with colour. That's what I was told, my inner guidance system. And I actually didn't really even know what that meant back then. I was a bit naive. So initially I thought I, I was being guided to create an exhibition, an art exhibition. Like I always go into things 100% or not. And I ended up selling my home in Mandra and myself and my husband, Mark, we relocated down to the southwest to this beautiful wine region where it was very artsy and I reinvented myself and I created an exhibition. It took me quite a few months to get it all together and then I exhibited my work and nobody bought any of my paintings. I was like, what's going on? I feel like I've been guided to be an artist and like nobody's connecting with the work and it's quite interesting because the exhibition I put together <laughs> was very cosmic, you know, so a lot of surreal otherworldly landscapes that were kind of channeled through me and some really strange kind of cat-like beings and extraterrestrial origin people as well. And this was way before I really started looking into the starseed stuff. 
so you know it was it was this kind of whole thing of what do I do now you know like they don't want they don't like my artwork I didn't really enjoy painting them either I was a bit like oh boring and I didn't feel like anything I was creating was my my best so I eventually discovered the color mirrors this was a few years later so I was still in the process of awakening and during that time I was actually told in the middle of the night I was having difficulty sleeping for around about three months and all of my shadows were coming up all of the guilt and the shame of the past that where because I'd created this this void for myself this space of nothingness and reinvention and of course all that ugly stuff that's buried in the depths of your subconscious was creeping up and I was going in hot sweats and I was having all this these horrible flashbacks of these really awful things that I felt like I'd done when I was younger in my life and it was at that time I sort of was lying there and I said well where am I from you know like who am I and I just heard this voice and, I, and, and it might sound like a bit sort of OTT, but it was a voice that said Andromeda like that in my, in my head. And I was really surprised because I, I actually thought that this was something from Doctor Who or Star Trek or something. And I was like, oh, that sounds so, such a cliche sci-fi word. So I tried to hold on to it in the night and the next day I Googled it, Andromeda, and I found out that it was a, both a constellation and a galaxy and I wasn't really big into the stars at that point I mean I knew a bit about astrology and whatever else but not really the cosmos so then when I started researching you know all my answers came flooding in and the Dreamtime Academy which I'd already set up at that point was helping people to rediscover their inner wisdom so they could experience more freedom joy and purpose so it was almost like okay the Andromedans are here because they're here to help people to reconnect with this aspect of freedom, which is so, so important to them. It's one of them, the most important traits and to live in faith as well. So all the pennies started dropping and I was like, okay, so I am being guided. This isn't just my imagination running away with me and we're going into paranoid delusions and all the rest of it. This is a process that I'm going through. And as my awakening sort of really became one of the most dominant aspects of my life, I started finding more and more people through people contacting me saying they'd had similar experiences, being told that either from Andromeda or from the Pleiades or Arcturus or Lyra, Sirius or, or wherever, you know, and it was it was just a remarkable sort of um, experience. And the colour mirrors, of course, I when I was guided to work with them, I was just like you. I was a bit like, oh, they're pretty little bottles. They're so gorgeous. Oh, I just want them, you know. And it was almost like um, this collector part of my psyche that wanted to own them all, you know, just for the sake of owning them. But when I really looked into the system, it is a numerology-based colour therapy system. And it opens up your cosmic consciousness. And, of course, all of this starry information started flooding through the colour mirror system. Uh, which again helped wow. enhance my awareness. Thank you so much for sharing your story or the the highlights. I had no idea there was so much infused in the color mirrors because you're right. When I first saw them, I'm like, oh, they're pretty. I want to collect them. I can put them all, all on my back wall, but there's actually so much meaning weaved into everything. Before we talk more about starseeds and color mirrors, I would love to just learn or hear a little bit more about what the journey of 
completely quitting the tech world and moving and putting on an art show, what was that like to actually listen to that voice inside of you? Because I know for me, one of the things I've had the calling a lot of, and I've followed some of them. I haven't followed all of them. And then sometimes I'm like one foot in, one foot out. And so I'd love to just hear what was it like when you're like, screw it, I'm going to do it. I'm making this huge change. It was really scary, Leanne, you know, so um, it, it required like taking a huge leap of faith because it was not only my sanity that was kind of um, involved in all of this. It was also my relationship and also my family. And I'm sure that they were, they all must have been really concerned about me back then. They must have thought, what the hell's going on? You know, like, really? What is this? So it was almost like I wanted to test the theory because I'd heard, I don't even know where I heard it from, that if you do what you love, the rest will follow. And I wanted to test that theory. I wanted to test the theory that if we live in our joy, that the universe will look after us. So instead of us exchanging our time for money, we could just focus on the things that make us feel good. And because of that, you're kind of aligning with the energies of the new earth and the ascension is a byproduct of joy. And that's exactly what took place. So I've never, it's always been a calling back to faith for me, you know, living in faith that I have a galactic team and an archangelic team, the universe, whatever you want to call it, you know, I've got them supporting me 100% of the way. And sometimes the messages might not be loud and clear sometimes they just whisper things through to you and sometimes you get it a little bit wrong as well but it always guides you back to the same path and even if you go off the path for a little while like I did for 15 years like working in IC recruitment or what I thought was off the path but it probably wasn't but you always come back to your soul work I now know as an Andromedan you know soul um I like my, my mission is to help people to not only open their hearts, but their crowns as well. And the interesting thing was when I did my Kalamura's teacher training in South Africa with Melissa Jolly, the, the founder of the system, we were asked to create a bottle that represented our soul, you know, our soul colors. And I really struggled with it, but it came through to me right on the last day. And uh, my um, colors were lilac and rose pink. And it's almost like the spiritualization of the heart chakra. So it was this feeling of like it's the crown and the heart coming together. It's that work, you know, it's about expansion in both of those areas and reconnection to our cosmic lineage. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. So it's interesting because I had, I had a similar experience and I totally forgot about this until we started talking. I was at a yoga retreat in Nicaragua and I, it was a beach bonfire kind of night, and we're all just sitting around chatting. And one of the attendees who was there with me, he just turned to me and he said, where are you from? And I was like, the Palladians. It was bizarre. It felt otherworldly. I had never thought about this stuff before. I had no frame of reference. And even when he just asked me, like, I could have said Vancouver. I could have said Canada. <laughs> I could have responded in a lot of ways. And there, how, how do you say it? Is it the Pleiadians or I can't even say it right. <laughs> oh, you're right. Pleiadians. That's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that is it. And it was just this inner knowing that came through. And, you know, a lot of what I, my goal with the Glojo 
and the podcast is to have conversations that are going to help people. You know, you use the word reinvention. And what kept coming to mind is that, yes, there's reinvention, but there's also remembering, like a remembrance of who we are. And it's actually coming back home to our soul and to the piece of us that has always been there, but we ignore it. We forget about it. Life gets busy. We start doing all the things that we should do and that we need to do. And oftentimes they're distractions and they lead us away. And I love how you said you had this midlife awakening. I feel like I've had so many, I like I had a quarter life awakening. I had a third life awakening. <laughs> I'm like, am I headed for, for a midlife awakening? I don't know. Maybe because I've had those first couple, I'm going to be able to like skip till, I don't know, something. But I would love to just, let's start talking about star seeds a bit more because this is really, I know a little bit, but I don't know a lot. And I purposely didn't research a lot because I wanted to be extra curious and just be in the um, be in the seat of like someone who's brand new to this. So what are the star seeds? What are the different systems? I know that there's these different galaxies and the whole premise is that we're spirits here. We come in from these different places with missions, but I'd love to learn more. What are they? Why? And what is the purpose? Like, what is the purpose of each of them? And how do we know if we're star seeds? I know those are many questions. We can unpack it all over time, but clearly I'm excited to learn more about this. Yeah, I love that. And, and you know, I love your story as well, where, you know, when you were asked that question in Nicaragua and you came up with the, the Pleiadians and, and that's often how it happens. Yeah. It often happens just, you know, randomly and you get a feeling in your heart, you know, because I think we feel as a human being, we feel the truth, don't we, in our hearts. And I think that's the awakening that's taking place. So it's an individual journey. It's not something where you can go, oh, everybody's going to just wake up at the same time because it won't work. It doesn't work like that. So we each have our own experiences of this process. And as you said, you know, it can be, it doesn't happen in one go. It can be a process of little mini awakenings that lead to that greater awareness. So it's very, very different for everybody. That's the first thing. Now, a starseed is somebody who is human by birth and by DNA, but their soul has come in from a different constellation, galaxy, parallel universe, different timeline different realm of existence so they come in from all sorts of different places but the ones that we've become more familiar with I think over the last few years and especially since 2020 where the there was a huge awakening across the planet due to COVID and you know the likes of being shut down and left to ourselves for a elongated period of time are the Pleiadians the Andromedans okay the Arcturians the uh, Syrians, the Orions, the Alpha Centaurians, the Lyrans. The Lyrans are the most ancient of the galactic races. So we're still human, but our souls have this information. So it's like the soul's journey then goes into human form, but it still has all of that wisdom, all of that knowledge that it's then able to be reactivated and shared to be able to help the planet shift into the fifth dimension. People that come in as a starseed they feel like they don't belong anywhere they don't fit in and they feel like they can't go home and that's because somewhere along their soul's journey they've had this trauma which is kind of echoed within what's happening across the planet right now you know with the wars that are taking place all over and so they, they get triggered by it and I think all we've got to do is remember to keep asking because our angelic teams can't step in and, and help and guide and assist us unless we ask because we've got 
free will as a human being. Yeah. Okay. There are so many more starseed systems than I had any idea. I was like, oh, there's going to be three or four. We can talk about the the different traits and the, and the different meanings. But obviously, that, that's there's a lot there that's not realistic. So the thing that comes to mind is like, what are the benefits of understanding the starseed systems and like what system you're from? Because again, like for me, I'm always, I really love like numerology. I'm a life path number nine. I'm a Pisces sun and moon and all these, you know, I, I, I go deep into these different systems. One, because I find it interesting and maybe a little entertaining, but then two, I really do see things as these really powerful tools of personal growth. And so how can we use and learn more about star seeds to like actually help ourselves grow and evolve and, and do what we're here to do? Well, that's a great question. And I think the answer to it is when we understand the traits of the various different starseeds, for example, uh, the Pleiadians are again, you know, they are um, beautiful, loving beings that work with helping people with heart chakra related issues, you know, like self-love and self-acceptance. And, but also joy as well, because they're very free spirited. And they, you know, they're all about joy. And you being a nine, you're a, a healer, counsellor, humanitarian, and that Piscean aspect is the most evolved aspect within your astrological chart. So you've got this beautiful energy to be able to offer the planet, which is very pure, it's very crystalline, and you really are here to help people to experience love and joy again, because that's the Palladian job. So when we understand the traits we know what work we have to do. And sometimes it doesn't have to be that complicated. You know, a lot of the work that we're doing across the planet is helping people to love and accept themselves just as they are and to get back to joy and to feel that joy again in their lives. Whereas instead of, as I said before, it's not about doing what is expected of you. And that's about being unapologetically you indulging in your own sovereignty you know it's that it's and this is the state that we all need to exist in to be able to kind of raise our vibration and then this ultimately will spread across the world and it will create the shift this new earth yes i love this and i'm like no of course we're having this conversation so the tagline at the Glojo is fuel your feel good because I want to help people fuel their feel good, but from a deeper nourishing perspective and point of view. And a lot of that is around joy. And I will go through, I have so many moments where I'm like, this is pretty basic. <laughs> this is basic. There's, this isn't that complicated. I should be talking about so much more. And at the end of the day, it always feels true for me. I'm like, no, I want to help people become more aware, like truly self-aware, and then to love themselves and accept themselves and to have fun in life. And so it's so interesting that you're saying that's actually what, you know, that's kind of what I'm here to do. So, and I'll try to overcomplicate it and feel like I'm not doing enough or I need to do more or it needs to look like this, this, and this, and like, it can't be so simple or easy, but what if it could be? <laughs> You're doing a great job, Joe, because you're fully aligned with your purpose, you know, and and it's and 
it's great that you've been able to retrieve your information about your Pleiadian aspect. It's it's very true um, of you. And I think that joy probably is the most important part of our journey right now. And especially because it's very easy to go into the opposite of joy. Okay. So for everyone who's listening, there's also video versions of this, but he just held up his amazing color mirror. That's gorgeous. Can you hold it up again? Yeah. yeah. And then so, I, will, I promise I won't interrupt you. <laughs> okay. So, so this is solar plexus chakra bottle in the system. And this one's actually yellow with olive green over the top of it. But bottle number one in the system is called the sun and it's yellow. So the sun... The ascension journey starts with the self and experiencing joy. But remember, all colors and numbers, they both have positive and negative connotations. So when we exist in joy, you know, we are aligned to the ascension. But when we exist in fear, which is the negative aspect of yellow, because yellow oscillates. It's one of the primary colors. Red pushes away, blue draws towards and yellow oscillates. It sits in the middle and it gets fearful and confused. So if we exist in that, we're in our ego. The ego wants to take control because the ego just wants to keep us safe. So the ego can often live in fear. But when we flip over and we go, no, the joy aspect is what I want to experience, the positive aspect of the color yellow and the self and self-empowerment because it's the solar plexus, it's the connection between the gut and the mind, mm. is this state of joy. And joy is stronger than the ego so this is how we can this is how we can align with the ascension of mankind it's all about joy so bringing yellow into your life you know the sun brings us joy well it makes us feel playful it makes us feel like childlike like the inner child is being nurtured and and satisfied and it may not have had that opportunity when it was growing up so bringing that joy back in it's it's like that remembrance that you're talking about that remembrance of the innocence of the soul and and why you actually came here yeah yeah that's so beautiful thank you for sharing that and you know i love i don't know i know a little bit about color therapy um but it's always something that i like i love having fresh flowers in my office or around my home and when there's something around just having that living even though i guess they've been cut but they're still you know they're alive but having that that life but then colors and yellow roses are one of my favorites and i will buy those when i need like today it's pretty gloomy out it's a fairly gloomy day you know so it's like i'll look and if i know that I'm working on certain things, or if I want more creativity, or if I need a boost, I do surround myself with yellow when I want that joyful sort of pep in my step. And orange, like I'm looking at your shirt right now, like and mine's a, kind of a different color of orange. It's almost between orange and yellow, but I'll wear certain things to stimulate creativity or, or surround myself. Like to me, surroundings are so so important to in, help induce the states that I want to be in. Um, I would love to learn a little bit more just about color therapy in general and how people can start to use it as a tool for good in their life, motivation, transformation, all the stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, again, it comes back to simplicity. And a, a lot of the time, the human mind wants to complicate things and it feels like it needs to have really complicated solutions for everything. But actually, color transcends all of that mind stuff so it's a feeling that we get and it's an emotional response so a color such as gold i would say that you're wearing gold today you know it's in between yellow and orange 
that's about your authentic yeah. power. And gold is one of the main colors within the color mirrors system as authentic power and value. Uh-huh. That's what it represents. Yeah. And, you know, birthing your I amness, your I am presence. I am the yeah. divine. You know, this is what you're saying when you wear gold. So color reflects back to us our gifts, our potential, you know, what we're here to do. But it also shows us what we're ready to work on within ourselves. So, for example, you know, within gold, you know, it could be where you don't feel valuable or where you've got low Mm self-esteem or lack of self-confidence or, you know, you don't believe in yourself. So work on both aspects, you see. So when I when I do a consultation using the mirrors, each bottle kind of represents um, the subconscious and conscious aspects of your psyche and the human mind. Uh, you know, and I will ask dynamic questions such as which bottle represents where you're at in your life right now? Which bottle represents where you want to be? Which bottle represents your action steps to be able to take to be able to get there? What's your obstacle to overcome and what's your highest potential? And of course, then people just intuitively select the bottles and they might not go to the bottles that they first think they're going to go to. They might be drawn to very different ones. And it's the color will reflect back the, you know, these limiting beliefs, these frozen emotions and these stuck patterns of behavior that we kind of get into because of our programming, usually because of misunderstandings of original events as a child so they help us to understand where the work needs to be done first and foremost uh, you know as a diagnostic tool and it is a self-diagnostic tool not nothing that i prescribe so it empowers the individual to find their own solutions um but also the the, the positive the other positive aspect of it is that we they can be used as vibrational remedies so for example we've got the essence sprays in the color mirror system which are beautiful like vials, and they are often filled full of beautiful, almost mystical dust uh, glitter, you know, that, that shines through, and each one is, has its own keynote and, um, and vibration, and the colour aligns with the, the fragrance of it too. So they're worked within the electromagnetic field or on the trigger points of the body, um, whereas the oils, the dual-coloured oils, they're bathed in. Um, so we pour them into the bath, and we allow our body to just submerge in this gorgeous colored water and it goes into the cells and it clears and transmutes and it helps the body feel safe as the soul takes you where it wants you to go so it's it happens very much as a as a byproduct of the vibration of the frequency of color i always like to share a little bit about what's going on in my personal life just to you know, to, I, I feel like nobody's perfect. We're all in this together. And so I always like to share little bits, but I've been so stuck lately and so stagnant. And it's like, what the heck? Why am I stuck? I feel like I need to purge. And like, I've made a lot of really big positive changes in my life as of late. And it's like the energy kind of freed up and then I contracted again and almost like found all these other things to kind of stuff in. And it's like, no way. And then I ended up getting sick and I'm still, I'm on the tail end of it. I'm feeling so much better, but I was like, oh, these, it really feels like I've had upper limit problems. And like, I've been hitting that glass ceiling of only allowing so much good into my life. And 
I realized today I am stuck. I need to clear some energy. And so everything you're saying just really, really resonates. And then just two fun facts. When you said the gold shirt and the I am, I actually have a tattoo that says I am on my arm. And I got this in Australia, actually. So I went into the tattoo shop for this little one that says love and it's on my middle finger. And the reason why I got love is because I wanted to expand my capacity to love myself because I, I know the more I can love myself, all parts of me, the more I can love everyone else and the deeper that that depth and co- connection and compassion. And so I went in for that. And then I came out with two. This one was me. It's my handwriting. I drew it once and it was like, off we go. But when I actually had it tattooed, it didn't heal very well. And it's also a different color. It's magenta, violet, and orange. Those three colors that I had put in there. And people would always ask, they're like, did you hurt yourself? Are you cutting your arm? Why does it say lamb on your arm? And I honestly feel like the tattoo wasn't healing well because I had to heal this part of myself or integrate this part of myself. I'm like, how interesting that the significance was, I am, here I am, I am what I am, I am whatever I want to be. And it was the most controversial, odd healing, weird looking thing ever. And there's been so many times where there's so many imperfections in it. And I'm like, man, do I want to get this removed? Do I want to get it touched up? And it's like, no, that's part of it. It's actually part of the lesson that I've needed to learn and get from it. Like it it doesn't need to be perfect and I don't need to be perfect. I am enough just as I am, you know? I love that story. And that's exactly the message, I think, you know, so you've completely got it. And uh, yeah, that's part of the work, you know, of of the Pleiadian as well as this, is this I amness. And it's, you know, the gold energy connects up with Yeshua, as well, Jesus Christ and Buddha, yeah, as well, and um, you know, it's a, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful color to be able to help with that transition from ego into authentic power. And all gold is really, if you think about it, is yellow with a little bit of pink. So it's power and love together creates gold. Mm. So when you exist in your own power, but you're loving with it, you know that is that transition, that authentic power and wisdom. Um, And it's also very connected to ancient Egypt as a past life connection. So often people who are are working on the gold ray, they have um, deep soul connection with the pyramids, ancient Egypt, you know, Isis, or for you, you know, this pink and gold vibration is very much connected to Christ. Mm -hmm. It's the rebirthing energy, Mm -hmm. that gold and pink stuff that we're talking about. Now your tattoo, which is magenta and orange and violet, those colors, when they come in together, it often is about clearing trauma from the soul, but also it can be connected to like an out-of-body experience or a soul transfer that maybe took place as well. So there could have been an aspect of you that was living a very different life. Maybe at some point you had an accident or an out-of-body experience where your soul left your body and a new one came in to take over this next part of the journey. Did you have anything like that take place? Wow. Okay. Well, this is very interesting. When I was 12, I had an appendicitis, my appendix ruptured. And that was like quite a, I wouldn't be surprised if there was something there. But then was it three years ago now? Four, it was 2019, fall of 2019. I had a near death out of body experience and I was on the other side. And I haven't talked about it yet on the podcast, but I plan on talking about it in more detail. I've had this a lot longer than that. Um, 
but those are the two two big and I wasn't I guess another traumatic car accident but I was I was conscious but those are the big things that come to mind immediately well that's but right. I did have that very time isn't linear okay so the human construct of time is that there's a beginning a middle and an end so it doesn't matter that the tattoo came after the before the event or after the event it, the time is a spiral of consciousness. So it's all happening simultaneously. Right. So this is just information. So I feel like it's connected more to the one where your soul left your body and you had this otherworldly experience yeah. or whatever it was that you had. It's this new um, information. It's almost like that old aspect of yourself maybe chose to step away. And then this new aspect came in at that point to be able to continue the journey. Have you found that things have shifted from that time for you as well. Huge. Hugely. I my perspective, my focus, how I spend my time, what I'm building, I'd say it was a huge wake up call for me. It felt much more spiritual than physical. Obviously it was a physical experience and I had physical healing to do, but through that there was a lot of the personal awakening in how am I spending my time? What am I focused on? What am I worried about? Like, I, I just know for me, I felt like I was living still a great life, but quite out of alignment in a deeper soul way. And that it was really a wake up call that everything can be gone in like an instant. And so make sure I'm spending time on the things that I value and things that matter and with people I love. That's exactly it. Now, eventually, and of course, remember I said about yellow oscillates. So the reason why you maybe feel stuck at the moment is because, you know, we're never done. And yellow is kind of one of those colors. When, whenever you're working on the yellow vibration of joy and working through that, you're always going to go back temporarily to that feeling of fear or confusion or where you don't feel powerful. And then you'll fluctuate between the two for a while. But eventually that old stuff will go. And you will you'll be in the flow, Joe. You know? I like that the flow, Joe. I've you know I've talked. I'm like it's the uh, glojo, dojo, mojo, flow, Joe. Oh my gosh, how have I not thought of that one yet? I think this is the new era of the the flow, Joe is happening. <laughs> Something that came to mind when you were talking, and I'm just going to follow this is. What do you think that if you have a message for everyone listening right now, like what do you think? is the most important thing for us to be doing for ourselves, but also like for humanity at this point in time? Well, it's got to be about moving out of judgment, you know, so that, and, and for me, it's actually still my Achilles heel. Um, believe it or not, you know, even after all these years of working on myself, I still find myself going into judgment of the external other. And of course, it's judgment that keeps us in separation. So as a collective, we are moving towards unity consciousness. We're moving more towards our divine feminine aspect or more androgyny, actually. As Syrian, we're moving towards a Syrian culture on this planet. But in order to be able to do that, we, we have to move out of judgment because judgment will just attract in the same situations again and again and again until we learn the lesson. And judgment is sort of our red energies where we get stuck. And most people, to be fair, Leanne, are stuck in their red energy on, on the planet because it's survival. We're stuck in survival. We're trying to survive. You know, red is money. It's like that whole thing. So judgments is a massive um, connection to all of that. So when we find ourselves looking at somebody else and 
saying to ourselves, oh, you know, look at them, what are they doing? You know, whatever, whatever you're judging about them, there's always three fingers pointing back at yourself. And it's an aspect of you that you've not yet learned to love within yourself. So that's the work. It's about going, okay, so why is this a problem for me? Why am I making this judgment on that person? Why is this a problem for me? And then if you have an answer, say, well, why is that a problem for me? And keep on saying, why is this a problem for me? Until you get to a point where you go, well, actually, this has got nothing to do with me. And it goes back to compassion. You know, It really goes back to compassion. What might that person have been through in their life that has led them to that moment? Let's just be a bit more compassionate about about other people's journeys because they might not have had the same journey as you you might have been born with a silver spoon in your mouth they might have had trauma abuse chaos so you know it's judgment i can see you getting emotional okay as soon as you answered i was like oh my gosh it hit deep within and i think it's oh like there's around i'll well, let me just see. I'm going to gather myself for a minute, but yeah. Oh my gosh. I got so emotional there. I I think I feel the truth of it and I feel the magnitude of it and how much the unity consciousness is needed actually. And judging like, oh man, I'm so hard on myself. And it's something that, that I've been working on. And it's funny because I, I feel like I'm like, way more lenient with other people. And I'll still have my judgments, but it's like, man, why? Like, it's really been something that I've been, that I've been working on lately is letting go of perfectionism, not judging myself, not, you know, all these different things and coming back to, I think it was the fourth agreement, Don Miguel Ruiz, his book, The Four Agreements. The one agreement says, always do your best but know that your best is always going to change. So that's something that's been resonating with me. But yeah, I don't know. It just, as soon as you said it, it just hit me and I was overcome with emotions. And so I'm glad I asked that question. And yeah, I think that there's a lot of work there and like how beautiful would the world be if we all had more compassion and actually like let go of judgment for others and for self. I think it would be a really, really different place. And I really hope that is where we're moving towards. (laughs) Well, it is, but it's going to take a bit of time, I think, to get there as a collective, but more and more as becoming aware of that is the the route. So it it will take place, you know, um, over the next few years, it will. And and self-judgment, you're right, is probably the hardest um, because we're so hard on ourselves because really ultimately when we when we actually do leave our physical bodies, we're kind of just left in our own consciousness for a while and, that's when we're going to be our own judge and jury because God doesn't judge you, you know. Um, it's, we don't live in a punishing universe, but it's you that ends up judging you, you know, when you don't have the distraction of physicality. So we've got to get to a place of peace within ourselves, you know, yeah. we have to. It doesn't matter what we've done. Like the guilt that I went through and the shame that I went through I had to get to a place where, of realizing that guilt is the biggest misunderstanding of all. It's a byproduct of old school religion and spirituality. And it's, it's like, actually, everything is divine. If you think about the color magenta, it's divine love. And that's also where the old, you know, a lot of the bridge energy is between the physical and non-physical realms. So when we realize that everything is divine, you've got to ask yourself the question, 
who am I to sit outside of the divine? Even doesn't matter what you've done, because that you did those things based around that level of awareness that you had at the time. You, as your awareness increases, you might not ever do the same sorts of things again in your life. And we shouldn't condemn ourselves for a few duff decisions along the way. So we can't continually beat ourselves up. We've got to let it go. Forgiveness yep. sits in magenta as well. Bring in Archangel Metatron. Bring in the magenta mm-hmm. vibration. If you are sort of beating yourself up about, you know, not being the best version of yourself all the time. We're human and we've chosen to live a human experience and we live on a planet of duality. So there is always black and white, right and wrong, good and bad, and it's okay. But as you learn to love the darker aspects of yourself as much as your light, that's when you can start experiencing the joy. And it's like, hang on a minute, I'm going to give that a hug. You know, that wicked behavior, I'm going to give it a hug because it was just an aspect of me that required healing at the time. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking. I actually have it's magenta. It's it was beautiful wrapping paper that I was that was a gift that I was given was wrapped in this beautiful wrapping paper and it's this really thick magenta with gold butterflies on it. And it's like it's right here. So I'm going to take a photo and I'll send it to you after. It's so interesting. That's what I look at throughout, well, it's interesting throughout that the day. That as well, Leanne, because gold and magenta together is satori. So in the color mirrors, that bottle, the gold and magenta one is called Satori, and that is the state of enlightenment that the mystics aim for. So that is a very, very powerful color combination because that's where your authentic power and divine love come together. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. I didn't even know that I had surrounded myself with all these things. So that's pretty powerful. Do you have any advice for people on how they can like let go and not be so hard on themselves? The best way to kind of let go is, 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 I think, is to make a decision, set an intention to forgive yourself. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been. Just forgive yourself. Make a decision to forgive yourself at a soul level. I'm not talking about necessarily condoning behavior because that's a different thing. You know, our behaviors, they, as long as we don't repeat the same things that if we've done wrong, don't repeat the same things again and again. Learn the lesson, but then forgive yourself at a soul level because that's how you'll set yourself free. And that's how you'll let go. Because really all healing is, is just letting go and forgiveness. That's it. It's that simple. We don't have to overcomplicate it. So beautiful. Thank you so much. This has been such an amazing conversation. Where can everyone find you? So I've got two sites, actually. So I've got my learning academy. The Dreamtime Academy is at uh, www.dreamtime-academy.com. And then my other website, which is where I offer all my services, and you can purchase a Color Mirrors bottle if you want. Um, And there's all sorts of stuff on there as well. Free content is um, Dreamtime Academy dot com dot au and that's dreamtime with a double e it's not ea uh, and the reason why i yeah. spell dreamtime like that is actually out of respect for the indigenous word um so yeah it was a uh, deliberate not not a spelling error <laughs> yeah 
Thank you for sharing. I love that there's the deliberate. Yeah, it's like, well, I'll go with this. Um, I'll make sure. So for everyone listening, I'll make sure to link to those websites in the show notes. Where are you active on social media? I can also link to those. Okay, so actually TikTok, um, I'm, it's starting to um, take off a bit for me now as well. So I only went on TikTok about three months ago. So I'm doing lives regularly on TikTok at the moment, offering starseed numerology readings and insights. Um, I've also got my Facebook, which has been going for years now. So it's got a, a lot of content going on there daily, which is, uh, I think it's Dreamtime Hayden on Facebook. Um, that's my business page. And Andromedans, which is my Facebook group, which is growing as well, which is a lot more of the galactic stuff going on there and all the courses that I run via Zoom um, too, you know. So if you want to get involved in a live course with me, either through the 1111 Cosmic Portal or the 88 Cosmic Portal, then I often run these group sessions with people all across the, the world to be able to promote the collect the collective vibe, you know, and raise the planet's awareness. Yeah, perfect. Well, I'll make sure to link to all of that. And by 11-11 and 8-8, to do you mean November 11th and August 8th? Because I know there's those two portals. That's right. Yeah. So the Lion's Gate, I do every year. And the 11-11 is the 11th of November, which is just a very significant time of ascension as well. So that's a beautiful one. And I actually offer the 11-11 as a free session where everybody gets together it's just a an offering, I, I guess, you know, to get people together. And often the groups get really big, which is lovely because it's, it's nice to get those people together and sharing in that way. And also I, I run an Andromedans activation and initiation ceremony as well, which has really taken off as well. People who have contacted me and said, look, I've been told I'm Andromedan too. It was nice to find you and hear you had a similar journey. Thank you for making time out of your busy schedule. And I know it's early in the morning for you. And um, so thank you for being here. And I'm I'm grateful that our paths have crossed again. And I'm excited to see what you continue to do in the future. Yeah, me too, Leanne. I've always really had a soft spot for you. So I wish you well as well on your journey. I really do. And I, I know that what you're doing is so, so important and so valuable. Own it. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Well, everyone have a great day and I'll see you next week in the Glojo.